Please silence your cell phones within the library. Hello and welcome to Library Binary, a monthly tech podcast. Wait for it. From inside the library this time. Hey, we're back. Sort of. Kind of. Ish. (laughs) I'm your host and technology trainer, Anne. And I'm your host and fellow technology trainer, Elise. Remember that you can send in questions, comments, topics you want us to cover to librarybinary at heightslibrary.org, or you can tweet them to us at librarybinary. Okay, so as I said in the intro, we are actually back inside the building. Woo. And you can be too, sort of, for very short, amount, short amounts of time and for very specific things. Um, so we do have limited lobby services available that started on June 2nd at the Lee Road branch and our Coventry Noble and University Heights branches will be opening up on Tuesday, June 9th. Um, the hours are a little bit different than what you might expect. Um, we are open Tuesday through Saturday. We're actually recording this on a Saturday, yeah, yeah. which is very different than what we usually do. Right. Um, so from tu- on Tuesday and Thursday, the public are welcome in our buildings um, from 1.30 until 9 p.m. So that's later days. On Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, seniors or those who are immunocompromised or are at greater risk of contracting COVID-19 um, are able to come in between 10 a.m. and noon. Everybody else, you'll have to hang out until noon, and then we're here until 5 p.m. on those days. Yeah, and again, as we said, it's limited lobby service. Right now for Lee Road, if you come to Lee Road, you can park in the parking lot, and then um, if you are coming for regular hours, you have to walk all the way around to the actual like street side of the building to be let in. Um, the only exception to that, um, is that during the seniors only hour, um, the doors closest to the parking lot will be the point of entry for, um, those hours. Um, and there are sort of, uh, directional lanes, um, that are part of the lobby. So like you come in and there's like a row where all the holds are and you should walk down that. And then it kind of ends at the circulation desk and you can go back sort of like up and around. And then there's like the checkout area. Um, and then from that point you exit out the parking lot doors. Exactly. And customers, when you're entering the building, you do have to wear a face mask. Um, If you don't have a face mask, if you aren't able to wear one for medical or religious or any um, reason, you can call us and we can set up curbside pickup. The same is true if you have mobility issues. Curbside pickup is available in those cases. Um, And it is very limited services, as we mentioned. It's essentially picking up holds. Right now, you really can only place things on hold that are available inside our buildings. Where mm-hmm. We aren't able to get things from Cleveland Public or Shaker or any of the other libraries, which makes sense. Um, you can also pick up tax forms. You can check things out, of course, while you're here. That's kind of why you came. Um, so those are completely touchless. You just like scan your library card, scan your books, your DVDs, whatever you have on hold. You don't need to touch the screen whatsoever. And you can make copies and send a fax. You can ask our staff questions. They are behind plexiglass shields. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen pretty shield. much yeah. every store at this point. Um, so if you have, like, your library card hasn't been working, you can't figure out what's going on, you can always talk to them. Yeah. Okay. So that's the sort of setup for right now. There's possible changes coming in July with some additional services, but we're not there yet. So just keep checking our website. Any information will be on the Heights Library website or on our social media accounts. Exactly. We also don't have public restrooms available at this time. That's something to note. Um, You can't sit down anywhere in the lobby. You can't use the public phones. It is really just holds, tax forms, copies and faxes. That's pretty much what we've got at this point. 
Um, and keep checking back. We might be adding more stuff. Who knows? Yeah. It's important that we serve our community and we want to serve our community, but it's also very important that we, the staff, are kept um, healthy and safe. And, and the public, too. And the public. Yeah. So, so. we want to make sure everybody's healthy and safe. Um, and so that means we have to follow new kind of rules, new kind of guidelines. Okay. So uh, that's it for our updates. Um, yep. The tech term for the month is relevant to our topic, which we'll get to. Oh, in. we're back to that. Yeah. Um, okay. So the tech term for this month is RSS feed. And what does RSS stand for? Okay. So it stands for, um, it stands for real simple syndication, which I'm just like, who made that as the name of this? A nerd. Um, That's course. the answer. And so what it does is it allows files from a website to be read, quote unquote, very easily by a service or hmm. um, by like a sort of outside organ um organization, server, software, all that kind of stuff. Platform. platform. Outside platform. There outside, we go. Outside platform. We um, can come up with words. It's funny because it, RSS, feed, um, RSS feeds were one of those things where I feel like like 15 years ago they were common for like a yeah. lot of things. Like you could like it used to be before we had all these sort of like apps or like social medias where like multiple things are visible and like you can follow multiple organizations. If you wanted news from a couple of different places and you wanted like blog updates from like a couple of different blogs, you would add them to like an art, like a lot of them would have like the RSS feed button somewhere and you'd click right. that and you'd add it. Um, and then whatever feed reader quote unquote you had would just sort of have everything. Right. Um, so it was kind of a method of subscribing to, typically it's used for like regularly updated content. So like blog posts or podcasts or um, newsletters and stuff like that. Things that yeah. you want to, you want timely information from yeah. essentially so they were really common and then i feel like reddit almost like places like reddit and facebook and in its yeah, own way social, twitter yeah uh, social, social media networking sort of yeah definitely changed it replaced it in a way yeah. however not in all ways not in all ways um, right now today we're talking about rss feeds because they are an important component of podcasting hey um, it yeah. gets a little meta now because yeah. we're talking about yeah we're talking about the thing we're doing it's, we're talking about podcasts on a podcast i know right fun um so a lot of um there's a lot of different places you can listen to podcasts right um so for instance there's the apple podcasts um, app and store. There's Google Play's version. Mm -hmm. um, there's Google has its own podcast app because Google can't do anything just once. No, uh, it can't just have the music store. It has to have the high no, time. No. Um, there's Stitcher, which I know gets a lot of like advertising kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, there's Pocket Casts. Um, There's Spotify. A lot of podcasts are on Spotify. Spotify. I know Joe always is like, what about iHeartRadio? And you and I are like, we don't listen to radio. <laughs> they have podcasts. So. They have podcasts. And so there's all these different sort of like places where you can listen to podcasts. And you have to sit there and go, how do you get a new episode to all of them? Right. Right? Because it's not like you're going to each specific service and like finding the file and uploading, finding the file and uploading, because that would take way too much time. Yeah, that's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. So podcasters will um, get RSS feeds through a number of ways. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it in a minute when we get into our like actual breakdown. Yeah. Um, but usually podcasters, one, have a website 
And then two on that website or within that website have an RSS feed set up. So they record an episode, they create it, they add it to the hosting service, the RSS feed, and then every place that um, their podcast is available to listen to simply updates right. Um, right. once it goes through. And so that's really cool. It's, it's very effective. It's, it's real simple. It's real simple syndication. Hey. Hey. Okay. Um, anything else we want to define in RSS feed or should we jump into our topic? Um, one thing to note with RSS feed is it sounds like kind of complicated to some mm. degree, but the, the hosting service that you're using, essentially where the files for your podcast or where your blog or whatever you're using RSS feeds for, where that lives generally generates it for you. So WordPress will, SoundCloud will, any of the other services that we'll talk about a little bit later will. And it's essentially just a link like mm -hmm. any other link that you would send out to people that you would copy and paste to go to that website. So you just need to find it, copy it, put it into all of those different services we talked about, and then it'll keep updating. So it's kind of a set it and forget it thing. Yeah, to a point. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, this month's topic is Podcasting 101. Um, we have been on the airwaves um, for over a year. Almost two years? No. Uh, well, we our first episodes went out like August or September. Yeah. So getting close. So we're it's close to two years. Um, so uh, this was actually a in-person class we were going to be having. And then uh, Corona Chan as... <laughs> the internet calls her, um, arrived. And so right. instead of having an in-person version of this class, we're making a podcast version of this class because... A podcast version of the podcasting class. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, first couple of things, because I feel like podcasting is so popular and like everybody is like thinking of starting one. Especially now if you do have downtime because you're working from home or you're currently not working or you're just stuck at home in general, you might have time to yeah. consider starting a podcast. But there are a couple things to consider before you actually do. Yeah. So I have some questions that I put together as like a before you do anything, ask yourself these questions. Right. So the first question is, do you have time? Now, as we just said, everybody's working on slightly different schedules right. um, than they were um, before the coronavirus. Um, but you still have to consider that podcasts take a certain amount of time. So we do this on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. um, I would say true recording and editing is about two to two and a half hours. Right. We tend to record close between like half an hour and an hour. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you were going for a longer podcast with some, which some people certainly do, um, obviously that's going to take more time to record. Or if you go shorter, it takes a shorter time to record, but then you have to edit it. You don't yeah. get it right in the first take no. at all. I mean, we are not like a highly produced podcast we don't have right. like segments and a ton of like guests and like there's not music i'm having to add to different parts of it i mean i could um it's just not something we chose to do right um so editing doesn't take that much time but that's like the the base chunk i'd say on the front end of that there's about what would you say like an hour of script writing yeah. before and again, we record. We are on kind of the shorter side for this podcast. We will often have more bullet points than like specific phrases that we're going to say. We can go a little bit more off the cuff than some other more structured podcasts, certainly. Yeah. Um, and it kind of depends on what you're talking about, too. Mm-hmm. 
And then on the other end of like, after we're done recording and editing it, we still have to come up with a name and come up with like the copy that will appear next to the episode. Um, and that can take some time because sometimes we listen back to the episode to make sure that we have, you know, something there to add to the copy. We and, remember what we actually said. Right. Um, and then we still have to upload it to our, or we, we actually send it to our IT guy and he adds it to the website, which then adds it to the RSS feed. But then there's a, like a delay between the RSS feed getting it and it being approved by the podcasting services. I think there's like a few hours downtime. So, I mean, I'd say it's. That's probably close to eight hours there. It's like Six an eight, eight hour. hours. Yeah. It's like eight hours of like time and effort. Um, so, and that's just once a month in our case. If you're looking at doing weekly podcasts, that's essentially a part-time job just getting that all produced. Yeah, and we didn't even factor in um, marketing or promotion no. or any of that kind of stuff because we have at the library, there's like marketing teams and we have e-blasts and all that kind of stuff. Um, right. So like I just... CC our marketing team when the podcast episode is available and they put it on the like email blast that goes out to um, right. people who have subscribed to that. So that's easy. So that, that doesn't count posting on Twitter. That doesn't count posting on Instagram or on Facebook or any other promotion that you might be doing if you're doing this much more independently. Yeah. All right. So the next question um, I ask people, or I, I want you to ask yourself if you're thinking of making a podcast, is do you have a solid, concrete, concise idea? That can be more than one episode, too. That yes. can be more than just a one-off recording. Because the idea of podcasts is it's similar to radio shows or mm -hmm. any other media that we consume where there are episodes where you are continually updating. So there has to be either more information that you can talk about in a single episode, or it's a continuing conversation or whatever. Otherwise, it's just one and you're done and that's kind of boring. Yeah. And also, it's very hard to be um, interesting off the cuff. Yeah. Um, or like, because I know people are like, oh, well, it'll just be like, a, it'll just be like relaxed and chatting. And I don't have like a, a structured plan for it. And I'm like, that's, it's fine if you use bullet points, but you need to like come in with like a specific idea. I know you and I had talked about for some time before making the podcast that we wanted to do a podcast. Right. And right. it took us, I'd say months to solidify what we wanted to do because for a while there we were like, Oh, we'll do this or we'll do this or we'll do this. And it just never came right. to fruition. And we also have a focus in this that we're focusing on technology, technology, instruction, technology, news, um, things related to library technology. If you just say, I'm going to talk about the world, you're going to need to narrow that down a little bit more or maybe have something like segments of I'm going to talk about science, I'm going to talk about media, I'm going to talk about whatever. Because if you make it really wide open, you're not really sure, sure who your audience is then too. Yeah, but like, I don't know, like NPR has like really specific like yeah. segments. Um, so I mean, there's like in what's the marketplace one that's like really early in the morning about like I think it may market? just be mark marketplace it could be but there's like the marketplace and then there's like in the world which is like just world news and um right. there's the ted radio hour um which is specifically ted talks like condensed right there's um, up first which is kind of like the overview of the day's news like the three big news stories and if you listen to npr you hear basically all of that over the course of a day but that would be a really long podcast to listen to so you can you they kind of break it down into things that you can pick and choose of you're more interested in financial stuff you subscribe to marketplace you're more interested in getting like the highlights of the day's news up first. 
Yeah. So focusing your audience, focusing your attention. Or, or at least focusing your vision. Yeah. You know, focusing your vision. Um, and you can deviate, of course. You can switch things up, but like have an idea of what you want to do. Yeah. Essentially. Um, kind of in a, similar, in a similar vein, the next question is, is there a market for your podcast? Has someone else already done your idea or something really similar? Um, and this is an important question to ask. There are other like technology podcasts that are right. out there. Yeah. Right. Um, but I feel like a lot of the technology podcasts that existed or that we found when we were looking before we made this were either like really kind of like higher end, like they're talking about like emerging tech or like right. the really fancy stuff or um, it's, it's like really jargon heavy. Um, right. So we, we saw kind of a, a gap or a, a place that we could fit in with making things approachable, specifically targeting people who come to our computer classes or who live in the Cleveland Heights, University Heights service community. Um, not that there aren't people who listen beyond that, obviously. Yeah. But is there a market if you're trying to make a podcast that's about true crime, you might have a hard time getting it off the ground just because that's a really, really saturated market. Yeah. Um, like, unless you have a unique twist on it. Yeah, there was, um, there was a podcast that a friend of mine um, ended up making uh, for I believe like over a year and they did a weekly episode and they, um, kind of did the, um, like bring in one good thing, one bad thing and discuss it, which mm -hmm. was something that I'd seen like a more famous podcaster do. Um, but that famous podcast, there was like a whole issue with like the two hosts, like not getting along and it ended up being ah. canceled. So technically there was a market, but they never really like got off the ground or it never took off to a point that the um, recording host um, my friend was like excited about which mm -hmm. sort of goes into our next two questions right um so I'm gonna kind of put these next to each other and I'm gonna say them at the same time although they're yeah. separate so one is what is your budget and two do you want to make money doing a podcast so knowing your budget is an important question because yes, you can record a podcast using the cell phone that you already own. Mm -hmm. You can do that. Or the computer that you already own. You can, yeah. We're literally doing that. Both of us <laughs> on our laptops. Um, but um, the audio quality you get is less. I, I feel like if you're listening to the episodes we've been recording um, either during the stay-at-home order or like this episode, the audio quality isn't as good as when we had our like beautiful mics. Right, right. Um, and there's like, we break up and all that kind of stuff. Um, so you're probably going to need some equipment. Mm -hmm. You might also need software. Um, right. There are some free ones, but it could be that you end up not liking them or whatever. And the one thing you're not going to escape is you're going to have to have some kind of hosting site, um, website where your files are stored and where your RSS feed is generated in order to submit them to iTunes and Google and Stitcher and Pocket Casts and blah, 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 blah. All, all, all the places. So the you, places. you need to consider that there will be possibly an investment upfront or throughout the period of time in which you're beginning to record. Um, and then the next thing is like, do you want to make money? Um, and I put this question out there because it's hard to make money on a right. podcast. It's not easy. Lots of people think you just make a podcast and then you get money. And that's not really how it works. It's kind of like if you, you think you can just like start making YouTube videos and become like a professional YouTuber. There's a large degree of luck involved in it, whether or not you are finding a market or viewers, listeners that are interested in it. Um, there often is 
a lot of time that passes between you actually starting the podcast and actually getting sponsorships. You basically have to kind of prove that this is worth it for people to invest in, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as you just said, sponsorships is how podcasts make money. There's very few podcasts that make their money any other way at first. Um, So early on, I know some podcasters will start like a spring tea or teespring, teespring, that's what it's called. Or Um, Patreon, relying, relying on people who are invested, individuals who are listening, who are invested, who want this to continue relying Mm -hmm. on that sort of revenue rather than companies coming in and supplementing that. But early on, it's not going to be great, you know, until you have a following, it might be like a couple of dollars a month. It might not be really anything. Right. Um, And sponsorships don't happen until you already have a large listenership and they become attracted to your podcast and they're interested in um, promoting advertising to your listeners. So then you get sponsored by ThreadUp or a mattress company or Quip. Don't forget Quip. True. True. Toothpaste. Um, NordVPN doesn't do podcasts. They do YouTube. ExpressVPN does podcasts. Right. Right. So that you will see if you listen to a lot of podcasts that do have sponsorships that are you know have a larger following you hear kind of the same companies over and over and over again because they're interested in investing in podcasts yeah um okay so uh let's see here next question before we final or final question um are you going to run the website and edit the episodes yourself or do you need to hire someone to do that And that kind of rolls into the budget question, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, later down the line, if your podcast becomes huge, you can hire staff. That is actually a very common thing that, like, somebody starts as a YouTuber and they're, like, or a podcaster, and it's just them in their living room. And then they hire a sound editor marketing person. And then they hire another person and another person. Um, But you have to just consider... Um, what your skill level is when you're going into this. Um, Because I've had some people come to me um, specifically in tech experts before Mm -hmm. everything saying, I'm interested in this. And, you know, I kind of gave them a little bit of this rundown being like, I want you to have answers to these questions. I want you to like, where are you on this? Because audio editing isn't hard in, in my opinion, but I'm also on the higher end of technically skilled. Right. Um, And it's something that you've done editing in the past. So it's mm -hmm. not, it's not something that's completely foreign to you. Yeah. I was, it, it is essentially like starting a business. You don't necessarily jump into, you know, getting a storefront or setting things up really, really quickly. There's a lot of, setup work that needs to be done, a lot of considerations of budget and time commitments and all of that. Um, You can't just like sit down in front of your computer, record a podcast, and all of a sudden everything works out. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you kind of said setting up a storefront. So the next sort of like two sections are basically the, okay, so you've answered all these questions. Yes. Let's set up your podcast, quote unquote, storefront. Um, so one, come up with a name before it hasn't been used before you record, come up with the name first. Don't make any episodes. Um, we actually had a different name. I don't think any episodes with the old version of the name ever went live. No, I think we realized that it was too close to another podcast name. Um, before we even record it. So do a Google search. That's the easiest option of the name that you want to use for your podcast. If another blog comes up, if another podcast comes up, if a company comes up, that's going to cause some confusion, if not more issues, um, for people to actually find your podcast then. 
Yeah. Uh, the next thing you're going to need is um, either logo or some sort of like image uh, because podcasts always have that little square that indicates them. And when you submit your podcast to iTunes and Google, you actually need to have that ready the first time you submit your first episode. So you want it again before you're recording. Um, so it's branding. Again, just like with a business, you need a logo. You need to be recognizable because um, this is really the – you don't really see your face with podcasts. This is going to be basically the face or how people recognize, recognize your podcast, what you're talking about. Yeah. And the image for the like podcast logo, actually, um, I looked up some like rules and, it, and you want something that is uh, 1400 by 1400 pixels initially, but it needs to be something that's going to look good at 300 by 300 pixels um, because that's about that's the tricky, size yeah. when you're scrolling. So you don't want like too many words or too many like intricate lines and right. Um, I so we like, played around with it for a while. I think we, we did. We made mock-ups. Um, we made like a couple of mock-ups and then we gave them to the graphic designer here at the library and he came up with more mock-ups. Right. So something like My Favorite Murder, mm -hmm. which is obviously a very popular podcast. For um, one on iTunes like all the time. So you can't fit My Favorite Murder, that whole title in a 300 by 300 square like it would be impossible to read so a lot of their branding is mfm because that's their initials of the podcast and that's become recognizable then so it Actually, doesn't necessarily need to be like the full i guess it, maybe no it their logo say. is their full name I is their full that. name yeah it's but it's the, not super easy to read i'm guessing it's well, also, um, their logo on the podcast is the uh ransom note. Oh, right, look, the, yeah, um, where each there it looks like it's been cut out of newspaper, which I adore. Um, but I'm just looking at like the other podcasts I have, um, that I like, and usually, honestly, my favorite murder is one of my all time favorite podcasts. Um, and it's number one on iTunes all the time, but I'd actually say I dislike their podcasting logo there's other ones like uh this podcast will kill you um which is all about communicable diseases um mm -hmm. which has like better logo writing and then there's like the image of the woman holding the syringe which is good um so you do want it to be memorable or like yeah recognizable not just like a couple of letters that's kind yeah of and I'm just looking. Yeah, there's like a bunch of other ones where the words are better spaced out. But um, yeah, you want something like that. Okay, so we've talked about art. The next one you're going to need is music. Yes. So intro music or outro music, um, possibly like segment change music. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a podcast. It's all true crime with me right now um called zealot i don't know if you've heard of it um it's from australia familiar. um yeah so it's an australian true crime podcast and they specifically talk about uh cults but she has little audio segments right. um, whenever little things come up i think there's one where it's like is there is there is there is there yoga in it <laughs> And every time it plays, it, it makes me smile. Um, there's like nearly every other podcast I listen to has some kind of like fun, funky music. Um, we had and, our music yeah. made by our coworker, Joe, the main yep, the, music. the music. And it is kind of similar to like, local news or like any tv show ever where you do have some sort of intro that again is recognizable it's branding again um yeah so you're going to either need to buy royalty free music mm -hmm. through a royalty free service or go on something like fiverr or something like that and pay somebody to compose a 10 to 30 second piece of audio Right. Um, for don't you. steal music 
no stealing music. If you don't have the copyright for it, do not play it. Same is true with art too. Yeah. Um, like design it yourself or pay somebody on Fiverr to do it. Don't just like steal something off of Google Images because that somebody holds the copyright to that. Okay. So it's inevitable. we've talked about some of the initial stuff. So let's talk about equipment. Yep. Um, mentioned it before, microphones. You're going to yep. want, um, especially if this is something you're going to be using or doing a lot, you're going to want a decent microphone. Um, there's fairly affordable ones out there. And they will sound way better than your phone or the microphone on your headphones or anything like that. So it's really worth it to have a have a good microphone. I feel like my audio is not going to be as good on this podcast because I'm using a different headset than I was using previously. I missed the other headset. You should have brought it. <laughs> I don't think I could have gotten it away from James. He's probably wanting to play video games today with yeah. other people. How dare he? <laughs> How dare he? How um, dare he enjoy his Saturday? Um, so... So microphones is the first thing. I'd say you're looking at like a fifty to hundred dollar investment per microphone. Right. Um, and if it's just you, that's only one microphone. Yeah. If it's two co-hosts, it adds up, obviously. Two of those. Um, so audio recording and editing software. Um, now there are tons of free or semi-free options out there. I know um, Audacity is a fairly popular option. We use GarageBand um, because we have it available to us on um, the Media Lab computer. And then right. I think as previously stated multiple times, I have a Mac computer, you have a Mac computer as our yeah. home computers. Um, and GarageBand just comes with those. Right. Um, if you are, again, looking to make it a more polished podcast or you've already established a following and you just want to make the investment, you can certainly look into things like what Logic Pro or um, Audition, Adobe Audition. There are a lot of higher end audio editors out there, but you don't need to like invest $300 in that initially, you can definitely start with something else and work up to that. I think the only ones I've ever used were Audition and GarageBand, really, mm -hmm. um, because when I was in college, we used Audition um, for some, we had a, I had a class that was on radio editing um, at one point, and like we half used GarageBand, half used Audition. Those are like, two very different things. I who knows? Who, who's to say what was going on with my professor at the time? Um, the next thing that's a piece of equipment, this one's technically optional, um, but it's But we've useful. discovered its benefits. Yeah. Once we got them, we were like, oh my gosh. Um, so there's this thing called pop filters. Uh, they are the thing that whenever you see like a recording artist. Um, it's it's the, like the shield thing yeah. sort of in front of it the little shield that sits in front of the microphones. Um, so it's usually kind of a net um, like fabric. And the idea is to stop the air puffs that uh, happen when we say certain um, consonants. Yep. Specifically, P. P, T, S. S. Yeah. yeah. All of those really kind of harsh consonant sounds, it, yeah. it makes it sound a, a lot less weird. Essentially. Yeah. Once we got, the first time we got them and I was like, I'm, I love these. Um, sadly, we can't use them right now because they're sort of like a porous surface. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's no good way for us to sanitize them. So we're just simply not using them. Right. Um, okay. Uh, next option or next item is a computer, which I feel like is self-explanatory. You have to do everything. You have to do it on a computer. And we should also note the microphones will need to be connected to the computer in order for um, recording to happen. Yeah. So this could be, you could connect it using like a microphone port or a combo microphone head 
microphone port, um, or we also have used USB microphones. Yeah. Unless you have a newer Mac and then you don't have a USB. <laughs> Super salty. You're killing me, Apple. Yeah. You could also use, um, my friend who did it had like, what you'd consider like traditional microphones that have like the j the audio jack yeah that's like big and so you can get these sort of you could uh, you could use an audio interface audio then. interface so like the mics were plugged into that so he had them on like mic stands like for a band and they were plugged into an audio interface that was then like USB plugged into his computer but there um, has to be some connection to the computer somehow so yes. how sound gets transferred to it um and then the last one um on the items list is a external hard drive um this is technically optional but audio files are kind of large especially when you want to keep all versions um so for this podcast i keep i think four folders our initial recording. So the raw two yeah, tracks. Two raw tracks. Yeah. Um, and then my initial edit when I take out anything where we got a phone call, the dog was barking. Um, we ramble. We ramble, or um, sometimes when we're like shuffling papers because neither of us remember what was the next thing we were. Or we're frantically searching Google for what RSS actually means. Yes, or I, there's been a lot of episodes where I've cut out like us looking up things on our phones. Right. Um, so I, I then save that version as a like GarageBand file. And then I also save it as like an MP3. So that's, we're up to one, two, three, we're up to three sort of like three. versions of yeah. the podcast. Um, the next thing I do is I then go in and I add our, um, like music and then I add in the mp3 of the initial edit and then I do additional edits on that and I save that version as a GarageBand file and then also as so four I think technically we have five, I guess yeah we have five files possibly six if you consider our original audio tracks so there's six files that are all audio files for each podcast for then. each episode yeah yeah so for each episode um and that just gets really large very quickly um i used to do video editing as well on my laptop and i know a lot of people who do video editing um who aren't like good at it or haven't done it for a long time actually a coworker was like messaging me the other day and was like iMovie won't like transfer slash render my video and I was like get stuff off your hard drive right now like put a removable drive in put a USB drive in clear out your entire document section it'll do it then right right because video files especially take up a ton of space yeah so audio and video are going to take up space so you're going to want a removable hard drive so that you can have all the versions of all of your podcast episodes in case you need to re-edit or re-upload or you know corruption issues with your main computer hard drive there's just a lot of reasons to have that or you're making a clips episode or something and you're pulling stuff in from older episodes oh um, yeah variety of reasons yeah Okay, so let's say we've answered all of our questions correctly. We've gotten all of the stuff. We've got art. We've got music. We've got our items. Now yes. what do we do? Okay, first thing to do, write a script. Yep. It does not have to be a very detailed script, but it needs to be a script um, because having a semi-standard sign-on, sign-off, hello, goodbye kind of thing is the norm there are of course podcasts that don't do that and that's okay but having that structure helps it's also, the same as local news has standard sort of sign on npr standard sort of sign on and sign off too yeah um i think i put in here if anyone could be a stand-up comedian everyone would be um 
but but it's the truth like um most people aren't extremely witty extremely um intelligent or can pull up facts off the top of their head right um which is why we are often always working off of like detailed things um you know and this so. this doesn't need to be like a script for a play as well mm-hmm. this doesn't need to be line for line what you're saying but at least some sort of structure some sort of idea or like statistics if you're having to pull up statistics at some point having those written out so you're not giving the wrong information you're not stumbling over things you don't have huge blocks of time that you have to cut out because you're looking stuff up it's just going to make your life easier and make your podcast sound better if you have that structure already in place yeah um okay so you've written your script now it's time to film or record the bit some test episodes these episodes are not for airing they are for testing um you should do at least two right at least two um but honestly you could do more uh we had i think we had two test episodes two to three maybe yeah I i know i know we did a first one of us just like figuring out how it sounded um and that one was also um, our sacrifice to Elise tries to remember how to do audio editing. Right. Because right. I think I unsynced us or something. And I remember Heather was like, this comes out of my headphones in a weird way. And I was like, okay, mistakes were made. Um, Especially if you aren't familiar with audio editing, it's a good idea to have several rough drafts, essentially, that you can play with that you can try and get it to sound exactly how you want it to sound or just practice cutting things out. Um, It's the same as any sort of craft. So how long did it take you to get a couple rows of knitting that weren't like incredibly wonky? Um, Sometime. And then I, exactly. (laughs) And I abandoned it into a drawer. Um, but it's the same sort of thing of it's a craft. You have to practice it. Yeah, you got to practice it. Okay. So let's say we've recorded a real episode, right? Yes. We've got it. Okay. So we finally have a quality episode. We've had other people listen to our test episodes and they've told us, okay, this one's good. This is the one you publish. Now it's time to find hosting. And um, another thing to note, it's not a bad idea to have a back catalog too. So have a couple episodes ready to go. Um, So if somebody really likes your podcast and they listen to the first episode and they want more, you kind of keep them hooked by having a couple episodes available rather than just making them wait a week or a month and then they completely forget about your podcast. That's possible. True. Yeah. Back catalogs are good. Okay. Back to hosting. Um, all right. So as we said, every podcast needs an RSS feed, um, in order to submit it to, uh, Google iTunes and so on and so forth. Um, you can get an RSS feed through WordPress, the, uh, website hosting, uh, creation service. One Um, note with that is I've run into some issues with websites that aren't hosted by WordPress that run on WordPress, that doesn't seem to play as nice. So don't get GoDaddy. Yeah. Um, So if you are using either a free WordPress site or you are paying WordPress specifically for hosting, that's perfect. That'll work great. Um, If you're paying somebody else for your website's hosting, we need to look into some other options, which is what we're going to talk about. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about options. So the first one you actually threw out earlier in the episode is called the SoundCloud. Um, I feel like this is a weird um, sort of comparison, but SoundCloud is the new MySpace. I think SoundCloud is YouTube for audio files. No, but like, okay. So like when you run it, like, I feel like artists, yeah, for artists, like open mic night, they're always like, check me out on SoundCloud. And I'm like, I'm having flashbacks to when people would be like, check out my MySpace page for my music. Um, right, yeah. SoundCloud is the new MySpace in that it's like where all the musicians put their music. 
Yeah. As you're uh, just starting out as a musician, although there have been pretty big artists who post on SoundCloud too. Yeah. There's um, a ton of really like big people on there too. Well, Nas X started there. So a lot of people did. <laughs> yes. People have started on SoundCloud. Um, so they offer a free uh, podcast hosting option, um, but they also have two paid options um, I haven't done a ton of research into all the variations of it. I think it's essentially storage, the amount of storage that's accessible. Yeah. So I think you have to sort of like upgrade once you want your entire back catalog available. It's tied to reposting as well. Mm. Um, and some royalty stuff. Ah, that makes sense. And like being able to promote things on SoundCloud versus just monetizing it elsewhere. Mm. More information if you Google it, if you're interested in that. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, so the next one that I want to talk about is called Podbean, which I don't know why, but I really like the name. Um, and they have a free version that's kind of limited but they also have paid versions. Um, so let's see. The basic free version, you get five hours of podcast. Storage. Which is great if you do 15-minute episodes, not so great if you do hour-long episodes. Yeah, but they have like a unlimited for $9 a month. Just cheaper than Netflix. Yeah, that's cheaper than Netflix. Um, so they've got a bunch of different things um, about enabled players and all that kind of stuff. Um, it also has its own service for iOS and Android. So I feel like... Yeah, so I think you can listen to podcasts through their app as well as hosting your podcast there as well. Yeah. So, okay. So then the next one is called Podomatic. A lot of people lean into the pod part of the name it just really makes me think of uh 2001 space odyssey um yeah. just like open the pod bay doors um so okay so podomatic is known for being user-friendly offers free hosting with enough bandwidth and storage for sort of starters again let me see if i can get an exact number on that Oh, um, let's see, 500 megabytes of storage on the free version. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. Um, but it looks like they do have paid versions as well. Um, okay, so Li Libsyn? Libsyn doesn't have a free version but they do have a $5 option that gives you 50 megabytes per month. So that's, if you're doing like a monthly podcast, that might work out. They have some information about like how big files generally are. Um, they create the RSS feed. You might need to pay a little bit extra for statistics to see like how many people are listening. Um, but they go all the way up to a $40 per month. Uh, Plan if you're putting out a lot of information or you're managing multiple podcasts. So wide range of options. But I think they've been around for a very long time. Um, so they're very well established. Yeah, they're one of the older ones, I believe. Um, okay, so the next one is Amazon, <laughs> of all things. Um, they have their own hosting service. There is a free version with, again, limited storage. Um, I'm not seeing an exact one. It seems to have to do a little bit more about the month and downloads. So it might be bandwidth that you're paying for. Um, right. That looks like that's probably going to be one of the tougher or like least approachable options. Yeah, that one's a harder one. Um, cause it's priced like per gigabyte. And I, I think that that's, if you're already familiar with hosting things through Amazon and you already have an account, that could be a great option. But the other ones, if you're just getting started, if you're really just want to be able to upload your files and go might be better 
Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I would start with SoundCloud before I'd start with some of the other ones or like Podbean. I don't know. Um, and then the final one is called Fireside. Um, so they kind of have... They're not just hosting the files themselves. You can also essentially build a website through them for your podcast. Which I like because, I mean, I didn't say it, and we didn't say it here, but you almost need a website. It's, it just makes it easier for, to direct people to your, web, to your website, to your podcast, if all the information is there, information about the hosts, and just links to all of your episodes you do pretty much need a website. And like we said, there's an option through free through WordPress that you could do as well. Um, But if you're really just doing this as a podcast, Fireside is $19 a month. So slightly more than HBO Max. Um, I mean, I'm looking at some of the stuff they have. They, they allow for a lot of like website creation, um, so you're essentially getting a website builder and yeah. podcast hosting. So that's yeah. actually not a bad price. There's Spotify integration involved, um, which is nice. It is SSL, so it's secured. You can have a blog on there as well. You can do custom episode art. I'm just like reading through their page. Yeah, me too. Um, there's some kind of donorship, donation and membership options available for, so, I mean, it looks, it looks like they've got a lot of stuff. So if you're pretty serious, that might be it. I like, I like the look of their site um, as well. So that makes me think they've put together something nice. Um, okay. So those are the hosting options that are out there that um, we sort of like came, um, found on a couple of different sources. Um, I think I got this full list from a life hacker um, episode that they did about starting your own podcasts. Um, if you'd like to go look at those, I can link them on the Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, once you get that started, then it's just up to you to keep doing it. Yeah. And consistency is good. Um, getting things out on a regular basis, make sure that people stay interested. They keep coming back. They keep listening. Um, you can always batch record as well. So if you've got time, maybe you're still at home. Right now, you haven't gone back into the office. You've got more time. You could certainly record multiple episodes. Obviously, record your your tests first. Um, and then once you have kind of a sound or a format that you like, keep recording so mm-hmm. that you don't need to panic every week or every month to record something if you don't have time. Then you can get things out in a more timely manner, certainly. Yeah, um, that's probably works best with something that isn't super timely. If you're doing news, you can't podcast, you kind of have to stay up to the minute. Um, yeah. But if you're discussing history, you're discussing crafts, you're discussing true crime, whatever, um, you could certainly record in advance. And you don't even necessarily need to edit at that point. You could edit later. Mm -hmm. but that's always an option. Kind of like blogging or posting on Facebook pages or something like that. You can do it in advance. Yeah. You can schedule things. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, yeah. My my favorite murder, I think, uh, because they do two episodes a week, which I'm always just like bananas. Um, But this is also their job. That's what they do. They have a whole podcasting network now. Anywho. Um, But so I know that when they're on the road or um, when they like take vacations, the um, like shorter episodes will often have been batch recorded at some point. 
um, in the past. They're, yeah, they're big enough that they have live shows that get recorded that can kind of fill in those gaps as well. I'm guessing nobody who listens to this podcast is at that point, um, no. but that's certainly an option. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, any final thoughts on podcasting 101? I don't think so. Okay. Um, and if you felt like we did cover something, please let us know in Twitter or on our email. Um, because I didn't get to, as I would call this, customer test the class, which right. is teach it and then find out what questions you guys have. I didn't have that. Find chance. out the gaps. Find mm -hmm. out what people want. Yep. Because that's, that's the final stage that every one of our classes goes through. We, we all edit it together and we check it and then we have to teach it at least once to find out what we forgot to do. Um, because we think of things in one specific way, but you may not. Yeah. And that's good to know. Exactly. Okay. So it is my pun this month. Yep. Why do app developers have such high insurance rates? Why? Because they're always crashing. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> all right well thanks for listening and remember if you don't know your password we won't either goodbye Bye -bye.